the That's Good From You podcast welcomes you into a dynamic conversation about faith and following King Jesus in a complex world. Join us as we grapple with difficult questions and learn to live in the tension. That's good from you podcast. Hi everybody. It is so good to be back with you. Emma and I have been hanging out and planning and we know we promised you an implications of new creation podcast, Mm -hmm. but we could not help but record something a little bit different today. That's right. Because we have a very special guest joining us. That's right. A special guest for episode nine. We have our good friend, Ashley Nichols. G'day. How's it going? We're going so (laughs) great, Ash. We're very excited to have you on the podcast for our very first guest Mm. yeah very exciting thank you yes so ash is uh my good friend i met ash a couple years ago and we'll tell that story in just a moment but ash is also a fellow bible college uh girl she's been studying for the past what five years at bible college yes smashing it out (laughs) um also lives in brisbane don't yeah brizzy 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 bris vegas (laughs) bris vegas the locals call it So today we're going to hear some of Ash's story. We're going to share some of our experiences of what it's been like working and volunteering in churches and other ministry spaces, because we have all had some really good experiences in ministry Mm. and also some not so good ones. (laughs) Uh, And this will kick off an eventual series that Emma and I are going to do talking about women in ministry. Yeah. Now I have been super hesitant to want to talk about women in ministry on the podcast Mm. because it's actually really unusual for two women to run a podcast on Bible and theology things that isn't specifically for women. Definitely. That's good from you. This podcast is for everyone. Everyone. Everyone's welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's welcome at the table. That's right. Yes. So So I was like, let's not talk about women in ministry. Let's Mm -hmm. not pigeonhole ourselves as a women's podcast. But a few things have happened recently that have led to this, including so many people messaging us on the Instagram account, asking us to talk about women in ministry and our views on it. And I was also reminded that women in ministry is not just a women's issue. It's an issue for everybody to wrestle with. And so we're going to start here. So we're not getting into the nitty gritty of the debates today around women in ministry, but we do want to share some of our stories and get to know Ash, who I have just met this afternoon for the first time. Thank you for making me a chai latte. (laughs) You are very welcome. It was the first chai latte I'd ever made. It was amazing. Oat milk, oat milk. Yes, always the oat milk. (laughs) Um, So Emma and Ash, you have been really good friends for quite a few years. Can you tell us the story of how you met? How Emma met Ash. Oh, (laughs) how Ash met Emma. (laughs) Yes, we were on a young adults uh, retreat camp. (laughs) In Queensland? Yeah, so in in Brizzy. So Emma, this cool girl, I was like, oh yeah, she seems fun. Um, (laughs) Came up to Adelaide, oh wait, from Adelaide Mm -hmm. to Brisbane for a gap year. And I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. And then I don't think we really (laughs) chatted. And then one night we, they were running a, um, like a confessional time. Mm -hmm. And we just ended up sitting next to each other on the beanbags. And yeah, we like confess like the same sin that we were struggling with and I think we just <laughs> so intense I know, I know. <laughs> like it, yeah it was and shout out to Tom Schmidt <laughs> creating this friendship yeah yeah and then we I know it sounds so deep but I think that was just such a beautiful start and yeah we've just been besties since which been is awesome. confessing okay, sins ever since your, what's your perspective oh I was freaking out I just moved to Brisbane I like had moved three days I'd been there yeah three days wow. and then I went on this camp and I didn't know anyone 
Oh my gosh. I think I met one person. Yeah, I drove up in the car with her for like an hour. So I didn't know anyone. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, and we have the nighttime session. And now this guy out the front with a red beard is telling me to confess <laughs> my sin to the person next to me. Oh, this is weird. Um, and Ash happened to be that person. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're struggling with the same thing. That's crazy. And then we stayed up until like 3 a.m. eating yes. cheese that we kind of stole from the fridge. And that it was, was just brilliant. Leftover and yeah smashed it it just happened oh, we did <laughs> cam and bear all Love the way it. so that was our story here we are that's right five years later five years later hadn't Long seen each other in a relationship it's true it's true COVID. that's yeah. right it's been Seriously. about three years since we've seen each other so it's yeah. been a long time but good pals good pals so special so my my um first experiences with ash when emma and i were living in the same house was emma would uh, oh, send no. ash these messages that were like you're on fire and then <laughs> Like 10 minutes later, we would get a video of Ash pouring water all over herself or jumping in the shower. And then Emma, the same thing would happen. Ash would send her a message randomly being you're like, on fire, you're on bro. fire. And then Emma would like be racing around the, the house sprinkler. looking for water, trying to like douse herself. They weren't actually on fire. No one panic. <laughs> yeah, true. It was just something really funny. So yeah, that's probably my first um, experience or interactions with you, Ash. And it's that's nice amazing. to meet you in, in person today. <laughs> wow, um, that's so contrast, like <laughs> confessing sin and then like, Oh, you're on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so good. But then from time to time, you know, like you and Emma would be on a phone call discussing like Bible college topics. Mm. Um, and so do you want to tell us a bit about that? How did you end up at Bible college? What led you to decide, I want to study ministry and theology? Bang. Yeah. Lol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought. Yeah. yeah literally. Um, I... During school, film was it. Film was um, – did well at it at school, got into it at uni, um, got there, and it just wasn't right. Like, yeah, mm. it just didn't feel like it was the right time, the right mm. place. Um, I was, like, fresh 18, had yeah. no idea who I was. Yeah. And just the culture of the industry really shocked me. Yeah. And I think at that point my um, – I probably, like, had a really radical – um, increase in my relationship with Christ and yeah, yeah mm, met M and I think um, we were just really involved in this really fruitful community mm. and yeah I just I felt that there was a shift happening wow. didn't know what it was kind mm. of thought Bible college would be cool to do one day but yeah never really entertained it mm. and then yeah M and I <laughs> were praying one day and um, just felt God say, go to Bible college now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dropped my film degree within 24 hours, enrolled oh my in my college. And yeah, yeah. here we are. Um, yeah, in my last semester of wow. a Bachelor of Theology now. So yeah, it's been a journey, but so grateful. Yeah. Well, congratulations to, for getting to the end. Like that's not, not an easy yeah. thing to do as someone Thank who you. journeys with people who, who yeah, do that. Um, getting to the end of a degree and... Um, I'm sure there's been ups and downs in that process, but getting to the end of it's quite an achievement. So well done. Thank you. And that was a big day. That was a big day when it was like your life was film and you were working through that. And the next minute God's like, go to Bible college. And I remember we prayed on the couch Mm. and you were just like, let's pray about this. Like when we need to know when. (laughs) And I remember we both had a real sense that it was like immediately, like right now. Mm. And then things just turned out. It was like, okay, it dropped out. 24 hours you were enrolled in Bible college. Yeah. Amazing. It was pretty intense. Very cool. <laughs> so funny, so funny. Well, we want to get into a little bit more 
Uh, So as Sophie shared before, we are going to be sharing some more experiences around Mm. uh, ministry and our involvement within that. And so we wanted to kick off Ash by asking you about your experience. So I know you've been involved in ministry for many years now and you've been serving at different capacities and you grew up in a church tradition where women weren't really allowed to lead or teach or really speak all that much um, to certain groups of people. And Sophie and I have had the same, you know, Mm. upbringing in church tradition um, within kind of Lutheran spaces yeah. and that's it's funny we are all coming from the same context yeah. um, mm. all from Lutheran backgrounds and now like funnily enough ended up within the same church tradition now which is like Baptist churches yeah. which is yeah pretty funny but we wanted to I guess ask you Ash what has your journey been like from that point of not really being allowed to participate all that much within leading or teaching from the front uh, because now we know that you are doing a fair bit of that. Like you've got a preaching internship, which is Ooh. awesome. You're doing a bunch of different stuff within ministries. And we just wanted to ask you, what has your journey been from the point of you really not being able to do heaps to the point where you are now where you're just encouraged to speak and teach and lead in all those spaces? What's your journey? Yeah, great. That's yeah, interesting to reflect upon, I think. Um, just thinking now, um, when I was in the Lutheran church, I was like a bit younger, totally Mm. like high school, Mm. first years out of school. Um, So I, yeah, didn't really know too much. Didn't really, didn't really like uh, baking or (laughs) 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 sounds so bad, but yeah, I really didn't like baking. Still now I'm not a baker. Give me breakfast. I'll cook you a (laughs) breakfast. Can't bake. Can't um, make egg sandwiches like those Lutheran women. No, oh, seriously, that I'm is so a gift. sorry. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think um, like I was a youth leader. Mm. Um, yeah, was involved in a lot of youth ministry type of scene. Mm. But yeah, I just grew up never seeing a a woman leading mm. or a a woman teaching or mm-hmm. preaching mm-hmm. or. Um, I think occasionally leading worship, but yeah, it was mm. quite um, not a huge mm. uh, deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there was that now reflecting, there was definitely that lack of um, role model mm. for me. Mm. And I was reflecting with my lecturer who I now do my internship with. Mm. And he was like, yeah, you can't go anywhere that you haven't seen before. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's something that I, I mourn a bit, that I mm. haven't grown up with an example. Yeah, wow. Yep. Like, yeah, I've had strong Christian women, but mm. um, not a Christian preacher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, now I find myself in a, um, in a church that is for women mm. in ministry and is for women preachers mm. and strongly encourages that. Mm. and it's yeah it's different (laughs) to be honest it's really different yeah it's a bit of a shock Mm. um sometimes it um like even within the baptist church you have the 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 spectrum as well Mm yeah um but yeah now i find myself age 22 female with a preaching internship Mm. so that's quite um rare yeah (laughs) and i am i am so grateful it's very cool. So someone's obviously at some point in the last little while seen a gift in you and gone, this is something we'd love to encourage Ash in, something we'd love to mm. train her and grow her in, um, which is such a cool 
opportunity. Have you changed at any point your views or position on women in ministry? Because like growing up in the Lutheran church, you don't see it. So maybe you're not thinking about it too much. Mm, yeah. And then now you're in this space where like there are women doing that and you're being encouraged into it. Has that been an easy transition, a difficult transition? What has that looked like? Mm. Yeah, that's so true. I probably didn't think about it until mm. I was really offered the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was writing an essay um, in my theology class about ecclesiology so Mm. church Mm. and the essay was for or against um, women in the church yeah (laughs) and it was it was really good exercise to Mm. actually do the research Mm. and in that essay I definitely landed complementarian for Mm. those who are wondering complementarian is like the the technical term for Mm -hmm. women shouldn't be in ministry or hold the office of pastor and then the kind of other side of the spectrum of that we would call egalitarian yeah so complementarian women not pastors egalitarian women pastors yeah so yeah I landed complementarian yeah wow yeah wow Mm. and I think that is because the literature is very convincing yep and there's a lot of it yep and it is good yeah and the arguments are good and the bible is literal if you read the bible literally Mm. you'll come to that conclusion um yeah so that's where I landed (laughs) submitted my essay cool got my theology sorted done done deal (laughs) we know yeah. and as emma is very aware your theology is never done and sorted oh, what a joke <laughs> so okay you've landed at the end of this essay in a complementary position women shouldn't be pastors mm. and now you're doing a preaching internship yeah how did that happen mm. yeah so oh there was such a tension mm. um yeah, it was. It was mm. on a few levels. It was, yes, I I do feel like capable of being a preacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I gifted mm. or am I capable? Mm. Um, is it a calling? Mm. Is it a good thing to do? Um, is it biblical? Mm. Is it not? <laughs> it's a massive question. Um, so I think. I didn't, I didn't want to overthink it. I was just like, okay, the opportunity came about mm. so in a way I never could have orchestrated. And it was, mm. it was yeah, such a God. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, yes. Mm. And I think since then I've, I've come to a confidence in this is what God has mm. put on my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to feel comfortable in looking deeper into scripture and talking to other people, getting a wider mm. understanding and still, still having my doubts. And, mm. um, yeah. 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 It's so good to hear that as well. Like you can be like both at the same time, confident that God has called you to something and mm-hmm. doubting it. Absolutely. And those two things can, can exist together. Yeah, that's exactly right. We wanted to ask Ash, like since stepping into preaching as a woman in that context, have you come across any difficulty? Like, how have you gone about wrestling and sitting with perhaps people that haven't fully agreed for you to be up the front doing those kinds of things? Like how do you hold that tension mm. when people, you know, don't support you? Yeah. I remember my lecturer, um, so he's obviously egalitarian. Mm. Um, he was like, it's quite possible that someone might walk out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that is a reality that someone mm. would see you step up and they would walk out. 
And uh, yeah, that was like, whoa. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand why they would, you know, mm. like having done the research. Yeah, and, that's um, so I think that hasn't yet happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We'll get that bridge when we get there. But um, yeah, just I think a few of my friends definitely, um, yeah, wouldn't be for me preaching. Mm. When your friends, um, well, your friends, so you obviously prioritize mm. the friendship. So I haven't really had much of a mm. struggle there. Uh, but yeah, it, it is sensitive and yeah. it, it mm, does, yeah. it does hurt. Yeah. It does hurt. Mm, not yeah. going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is, it has been difficult. I don't know. What have, what have you been, your, what have your experiences been? Yeah. Mm. Like, have you, Emma, what, like, have you had people that have, I don't know, said things mm. to you about calling or like, where are you totally. sitting with this? Yeah. I mean, I've had some friends, um, say blatantly to my face that they wouldn't be able to support me mm. if I were to become, yeah, a mm. pastor. And, like, that hurts. Mm. Um, and like you're saying, like, it is really sensitive. Um, but, I mean, I know, Sophie, that you've had so many experiences in this and <laughs> you've been around longer than Ash and I have mm, been. Yeah. Like, you've got a lot of stuff that you've walked through and I think it would be really beneficial for people to kind of hear, not just, like, the hurt stories and, mm. you know, it being a woe is me, mm. but really the reality of, of what this is like yeah. um what's your experience been what's your journey been? you make me sound so old when you say i've been in ministry for <laughs> yeah, so sorry long. but no, it's kind of true it is kind of true <laughs> i am i'm getting older yeah I, like i really wrestled with with what to say to this because i've had mm. so many good experiences in ministry i've had so many good experiences in ministry in the lutheran church right like the yeah. reason that i can do what i'm doing today is because people in the lutheran church saw something in me and let me do things that women weren't supposed to do in the Lutheran church. And so I've had lots of permission giving, but equally I've had some really difficult experiences. Um, A couple that come to mind, like there was a night where I've been journeying with this young person and and they decided to follow Mm. Jesus. So like, woo, yay. (laughs) Um, And their community was a youth service that wasn't necessarily connected to a particular church. It was an ecumenical youth service, which I just think like so cool that churches can be working together. Ecumenical means like lots of different denominations Mm. working together. And so had a Lutheran pastor come and do the baptism. So like it was, you know, above board and all those sorts of things. Uh, But there was another Lutheran pastor there who didn't think that the baptism had been conducted in the appropriate way for the confessions of the Lutheran church. And so um, he came up to me right afterwards, which something that should have been a celebration. And he Mm. came up to me and he started having a go at me because it wasn't done properly. There was lots of people around. So I was like, hey, let's go chat about this outside So we went and stood under this veranda and there was a corner in the veranda and I had my back to the corner and he had his back to kind of the open car park. And over the course of a 30 minute argument slash mostly just him yelling at me, he Mm. physically backed me into the corner of this veranda. Mm. And it got to the point where he said to me, if you do not 100% hold to the confessions of the Lutheran church, you need to get out. Yeah, wow. So like no space for wrestling, no space yeah. for tension. Like if you do not 100% hold to the confessions of the Lutheran Church, see you later. Mm. I was like, okay, well, if that's like if that's what this is, then then see you later. So that was wow. probably one of the first really big experiences that made me realize maybe I don't sit in the same space as other people yeah. on some of these topics. Yep. Um, and maybe I need to give that some thought. Mm-hmm. I was then working for another church and uh, it was my first Sunday at this church. I just started working there. And I rocked up and one of my really good friends was making coffee. Mm. And I went and said, hey, I was like, so good to see you, like my first Sunday. And she was really frustrated that the person who was meant to be on coffee helping her hadn't shown up. And I was like, well, perfect opportunity for me to meet people in this community. I'll serve some coffee. 
So I went into the kitchen and like, I love coffee. So I started helping make it and I was doing the dishes at some one point and the chairman of the church walked in Mm. and I'd never met him before. It was my first Sunday working for this church. And his, the first words out of his mouth to me were, it's nice to see that you've been domesticated. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was doing the dishes and his first reaction to having a woman in the kitchen who was also on staff was, it's nice to see you've been domesticated. Mm. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm. Like you've, this cannot be the way we react or treat women who are doing dishes in the church. Let alone a new person. <laughs> yeah. Like brand new on staff. Wow. So like that was pretty disheartening for my first Sunday yeah, working totally for insane. the church. Um, but probably the thing that's the, the story that's probably like messed with me the most. I got this mm. phone call one day. I didn't really want to answer it, but I did. If you ever try calling me, I usually don't answer <laughs> yeah, my so phone. <laughs> but I, for some reason I picked up and the conversation started fine. And about 20 minutes into it, this person, you know, basically said to me, your biological clock is ticking. And I was like, okay, like, sure. But I don't really like kids, don't really want kids. So mm-hmm. like, that's not really an issue for me. Yeah. Uh, and then he said to me that you shouldn't be in ministry unless you have kids because you don't know what it means to love until you have your own children. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. So I feel like I've had every possible stereotype of a woman in volunteering or working in ministry uh-huh. thrown at me. Uh, I don't understand what's going on, even though I've studied at Bible college and now teach at one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was backed into a corner and told my theology wasn't good enough. I was told mm. that my place was the kitchen. And then I was told that my responsibility in life is to have kids yeah. um, and be kind of like a homemaker. None of those things fit me if you know me. <laughs> right, not at all. And it's funny you say like and use those examples because I think a lot of people like just make jokes around the, oh, go make a sandwich in the kitchen. Ah, yeah. ha, ha. But it's like, oh, no, no. These experiences is genuine reality Yeah, for a lot of people and that's what's yeah. so heartbreaking about it. Yeah. And I think the the question I want to ask is, like, why are you still here? Why, why are you still doing what you're doing? If you've had these experiences where people are honestly just jerks, mm. like how are you still pursuing ministry and how are you still feeling okay enough to follow God's call on your life mm. when people can come at you and like just yeah. completely stand on you? Yeah, I think for me, I've been studying Jeremiah um, for my subject mm. at uni and uh, something that really stood out for me was God's promise to be with Jeremiah mm. and the clarity of God's call on yeah. Jeremiah's life. Mm. And Jeremiah, like, I just still can't fathom what he went through mm. and, like, the, the abuse he received as mm. a preacher, mm. as a pastor, mm. as a prophet. Mm. And I think that really um, softened my heart that God was like, Mm. I will be with you. I have called you to this. Mm. Like you're not doing this for you. You're doing this for me. Mm. Like that, that, that blurry line between the prophet speaking the words of God and the prophet um, speaking on behalf of God, you know, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I think that's what keeps me here is, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this for me or anything. It's God. He has appointed me for Mm. this task and this work. Mm. And it is his word that is going forth. Mm. And 
he has chosen me at this time in history to do that task and mm. I think it's that assurance of the mm. calling and mm. assurance that God is with me that keeps me confident in following after him and what he has put before me right now yeah mm. that's so good I just grabbed my bible and thought I'd share with you guys the Great. um the passage that mm. Ash is referring to so at the beginning of Jeremiah it says um from verse four the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Mm. And then Jeremiah responds, alas, sovereign Lord, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Wow. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth and see today I appoint you over the nations and the kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy, overthrow and to build and to plant. I have put my words in your mouth mm. and I want you to go to everyone I command you to go mm. to. Mm. Amen. Mm. Like I was only having a conversation with someone a couple of days ago and we were talking about this call into ministry and honestly said, like, I don't want to do it mm. at all. I was <laughs> like, I think you would actually be out of your mind if you wanted to pastor a church. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like you're out of your mind. Mm. Why would you want to have such a weight and responsibility over the lives of so many people? Yeah. Like you're an idiot, honestly. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm yeah. an idiot. Like, why would I do this? Mm. <clears throat> and yet um, this person I was uh, speaking with just kind of said and yet I think God really does give us a choice mm. like there is there is freedom to choose as much as God can put something on your heart and something on your life I think God is a God who is gentle and gracious enough to say at the end of the day you've got free will and you can lead this life or lead this kind of life and we're talking about this tension of you know God calls you into something and mm. yet he also allows you freedom to choose mm. um and yet I was reminded of the passage in Jeremiah later on in Jeremiah where Jeremiah says like, pretty well, I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. isn't he the prophet that was like boiled alive? There was a prophet where sword it was like, sword in half. Gross. Is that Jeremiah? Well, just, during his ministry. Let's he was, just say the prophets were not treated well. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what you sign up to be a pastor. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Word yeah. alive, sworn in half. I'm what a sure. future. I'm pretty oh, sure <laughs> there's a there's a passage in Jeremiah where he's like put into a boiling urn or something. Um and yet Yeah, you're out of your mind if you want to be in a spot where there's gonna be that much weight and responsibility. And yet in Jeremiah he speaks at the end, near the end of the book, and he talks about him pretty well not wanting to do it but he says but if I don't do it it's going to be like fire shut up in my mm. bones like I have to preach the word of the Lord mm. um and it's just it's it's that weird tension of like why would we want to put ourselves in a position where you can back into a corner or you can be mm. sort off for your wrong theology or told to you know be in a kitchen or mm. you know see people walk out mid-sermon but it's like fire shut up in your bones and I think that's mm. something that personally is what I can cling to and I had mm. this conversation with a lecturer um and he sat there and he he articulated the same thing maybe it's something that you don't want but if you don't do it it's like you just have to mm. you can't mm. not preach the word of the lord yeah mm. and we'll, I mean we'll talk about this probably ne in the next episode but we also don't do it alone right like as in mm. it's not it like there is a there is a weight to carry in pastoral ministry 
but the ministry is not solely ours. Like God is at work, mm. the spirit is at work. And so there is some weight off on that. And at the same still, time, you still feel like times when I've been in, in pastoral ministry roles, there is still a heaviness that comes mm-hmm. with being in pastoral ministry. So there is even a tension within that of like, you feel a heaviness, there is a, a responsibility. And at the same time, it's God's work that we're participating in. So yeah, another thing to wrestle with, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, Sophie, like even coming back to your experiences and hearing about those kind of devastating moments where (laughs) you were just taken back, Mm. how these experiences impacted the way you've seen Jesus, your walk Mm -hmm. with him and your, yeah, your relationship with him? Yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but when I was growing up, I definitely got a, like, if you follow Jesus, everything will be awesome kind of message (laughs) presented to me, like follow Jesus and your life will be great. And then you have these experiences where you're like, okay, my life isn't great. Am I not following Jesus? Is he not with me? But all of Mm. these sorts of experiences, I think, pushed me deeper into my relationship with him because it was his calling and um, the things that he had given me to do that I had to cling to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to wrestle like people saying to me, um, you know, get out or women can't do this or all those sorts of things and go, actually, the thing that Jesus has called me to um, I'm going to cling to that, cling to him. Um, and so it was actually the recognize, like recognizing that Jesus being with us in the middle of hard things and clinging to the things that he'd said to me and the, the way that he had called me, I think. Great. Mm. And being able to distinguish the difference between Jesus and the church. Yeah. And that's a whole <laughs> other topic, right? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you can't have Jesus without the church and you can't have the church without Jesus. But at the end of the day, they are, mm. they are like, two different but the same Mm. but Jesus is not the church I think maybe like yeah they are two different things but also not confusing my pastor with Jesus (laughs) like right right like I am and I'm not saying that um pastors and wise people can't speak into your life and either affirm your calling or be Mm -hmm. like hey don't think this thing's for you they totally can um but not confusing those comments that were made to me by someone who worked for the church with the comments that Jesus makes about who I am and the things that he's called me to Mm -hmm. um and that gets messy um and so there's some untangling that needs to happen from time to time a lot of that Mm. yeah spiritual authority and what does honoring your leaders look like and that's a it's a whole nother kettle of fish for another episode (laughs) later on (laughs) hey yeah 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 So to wrap this up, we always love for our conversations to land somewhere practical. Mm -hmm. Um, And when when you're sharing experience, it can be a little bit difficult to think what are the practical implications of this. Mm. Uh, But at the end of the day, we know that there will be people listening who disagree with us. We have friends in our circles and in our churches who don't hold the same positions we do on whether women should be in ministry, whether women should be pastors. Um, and the hard thing for me, uh, most of you will know that I've been pretty blunt in the last few episodes. It's part of my personality. I just kind of <laughs> say things and don't think about the implications. And so I'm not always the great, most gracious person when it comes to thinking through unity and how do we um, sit in difference. Mm. But I, this is something that I think relationships are more important than our views on this. So I can hold a particular view on this and think that women should have full participation in ministry. I can be in the same church as someone who doesn't believe the same thing. And at the end of the day, we are one in Christ and we we work together and we have conversations about this stuff. But at the end of the day, we're committed to loving each other through it mm. um, and being unified through it. And so that's not an easy thing to do. Mm. Um, 
right back to our first episode when we're talking about the differences in views on on vaccinations like we have to work out what it looks like to sit at the table with people who disagree with us because jesus has invited us all into that and we are all one in him Mm. and so it's going to be hard work some of the time um there will be times when we feel offended if someone walks out of the church while we're preaching because they disagree Uh, but we've got to work out what to do with that offense and work out how to continue to love them and be in community with them regardless Mm. And that being said, I mean, if you're not sure where you sit either, mm. like I don't, mm. I'm, I'm still genuinely wrestling with this. And like, mm. I know, so if you've landed pretty strongly on this and you mm. have for a while and even for yourself, Ash, like practically and through your experience, you've been able to learn where you sit, but mm. I can get up the front and speak in front of people and genuinely question if I'm supposed to be there. Mm. And like thoughts will run through my head if I am allowed to do what I'm doing and if mm. I am going against what scripture says mm. and that's still a genuine wrestle for me and I I haven't landed and part of me is like well should I even be doing what I'm doing every day because I'm like working in ministry and speaking in front of people all the time um but I haven't found a conclusion on that and mm. maybe in 10 years time I'll look back and go Emma you shouldn't have been doing that and don't do that <laughs> ever again or maybe I'll find that it was a right and good thing to be doing but mm. right now I'm in a space where I don't know mm. and that's okay to not know and it's okay to question. And so we just want to encourage you again, like keep wrestling. Mm. That's the point of this. Um, it's okay to doubt and to be confused for a while. Yes. Because you it do takes... not have to have everything 100% figured out That's all right. the time. There's a lot of tangling up that happens in our life with experiences and what we've learned from the world around us. And so I think it takes um, a bit of untangling from mm. past experiences and even what we learn from church and pick up on. And so continue to wrestle Yep. and think critically yeah love it it's okay to do that yep Mm. and ash thank you so much for joining us and being vulnerable um this is probably the most like personal and vulnerable we've been so far on the podcast and we just threw you right into the middle (laughs) of of it so thank you tell us your life yeah (laughs) love it all right guys we will catch you next time we will see you in episode 10 see you later bye Hey Ash, what's your juice? Green tea mango mantra from Boost Juice. Ooh.